Hello, hello, this is Mr. Authentic 838, and we are back with another episode of the Unpacking Podcast. And today we are going to unpack PTSD. But before we get into that, um, I have my main man, Anthony B. Smiley. What's going on, Smiley? What's going on, man? I keep saying that wrong. Yeah, it's Smelly. Oh, it is Smelly. Why do I keep yeah, saying Smiley? I don't know, because it's Smiley. Maybe. <laughs> well, first off, you know, Happy Father's Day. I know Happy Father's Day. Father's Day is on Sunday. So, yeah, thank uh, you. Happy Father's Day on that. And, and Happy Father's Day to everybody else that's listening. Right. Oh, yeah. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are out there. You know, I know it's not an easy task. You know, but we got to hold it down for our kids. Amen on that. And for the fathers that aren't fathers, um, I'm not wishing you a happy Father's Day because that's not your day. <laughs> so, first off, we got to talk about the Juneteenth being a federal holiday. Man, how do you feel about that? Like, that is... That's just another step for... I, I don't even. I'm a loss for words, but I'm happy about it. I, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. I just found out about Juneteenth a couple of years ago. Right. And because most just living in Florida, and right. coming from up north, they really don't talk too much about it. Right. So, um, Juneteenth. I think it's a. It's a. Something that is like years in the making and mm-hmm. should have been done a long time ago. Right. One hundred. Just like the. Good. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. One hundred percent. Yeah, just like with the Holocaust. Now the Holocaust, they celebrate the Holocaust every single year. Right. Especially up north. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always about the Holocaust. This, the Holocaust, that. But when it comes down to the slavery, they never touched too much on it. It was, you know, a little bit of here, uh, Martin Luther King, um, Abraham Lincoln, um, uh, uh, shoot, the lady that, I forgot her name again, shoot, the one that did the, the, the Underground Railroad. Oh, Harriet Tubman? Harriet Tubman, they would talk about her. They would talk about people that we know about, which is good, but they never touched. It's almost like they were afraid to touch deep inside. You understand? They didn't want people to know too much. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's an ugly past. Nobody wants to talk about the ugly past. You know, it's an ugly truth. But the same thing, the Holocaust is ugly as well. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So if they could talk about the Holocaust, why couldn't they talk about June, 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 Juneteenth? Right. That's you know, true. Why couldn't they talk about slavery? Right. It's That's only true. up until the last 20 years, maybe, it actually started to come forth. Yeah. The, sure. The production 
and the story of Kunta Kinte. Yeah, I think that was it. Kunta Kinte. Mm-hmm. That actually started a revolution. That basically pissed off a lot of people. People wanted to know more. Right. You know, so it slowly started to like a locomotive getting ready to start off. Right. But it's not it's spinning its wheels, but it ain't going nowhere too fast. Right. You know? And like I said before, See, you gotta take every small victory. You know? Every small victory. Exactly. And this would, may this may be a bigger political move for uh Joe Biden for writing his wrong for the ninety four crime bill. True that. You know? That's true. That's progressive. Yep. That's a progressive move. Yes, it is. A very, it's an aggressive move. Right. Not just progressive, but also aggressive. Right. Because I believe that the unforeseen death of um, Floyd, right? Yeah. Actually put a giant, big, um, like somebody starting a motorcycle, a big kick right. into the revolution. For sure, for sure. To reopen up not just the people in the United States, but also around the world. Because George George Floyd's, his death hit the entire planet. Yep. Not just the United States. Right. You know? So that that was a big that was uh, opening up Pandora's box. You can't close that. And I don't want to sleep on Breonna Taylor because we still ain't get oh, justice no. for her. I'm getting oh, no. mad just thinking oh, no. about it. every I'm time not. I think about Breonna Taylor's whole situation gets me mad. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sleeping on none of them, none of our brothers and sisters that got killed on for no reason whatsoever. Right. You understand? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, there, there, it, when something happened, everybody got upset, then it was squashed. Right. Something happened, everybody got upset, then it was squashed. Right. Something happened, everybody got upset, then it was squashed. Right? Yep. George Floyd, it was like, the entire planet knew about it, you can't squash this. Right. Unsquashable. That's why I said, Pandora's box is open. Right. And there's no way they can close it. You understand? Because mm-hmm. back in the day, like even with um, Breonna Taylor, it was an incident that happened in Florida or wherever it happened, but it was cur- curtailed in just that little area. Right. And they squashed it quickly. Yep. You understand? And every, if you notice, if you go back in history and look up all the little incidents that happened, they squashed it quickly. Yeah. You understand? Yep. George Floyd, under the road. there was no squashing it quickly. This was on social media. It was on people took cat pictures of it. Videos was taken of it. It was the opening of Pandora's box. Right. Period. Right. You understand? So mm-hmm. there is, there wasn't if they, and believe it or not, if there wasn't cameras, if they were able to confiscate all the cameras, it would have ended right then and there. Yeah, for sure. But because, 
because one person took the picture and even though they were trying to tell that person to shut down their camera, it was being broadcast at the same time. Yeah. You understand? Mm -hmm. So that Pandora's box was wide open. No way anybody, there is not, um, God forbid, forbid, but not even the devil could have stopped that. Right. You understand? Oh, yeah, for sure. Not even, not even the devil could have stopped it. So, so, yeah, it's definitely believe, a good thing. Oh, yeah. I believe it's it's the beginning of something big. And I pray that the world does not let it fall at the wayside. Just keep it going. Just mm-hmm. like with the Holocaust. Let this be a continuous thing. Um, there's the good thing that they they cited in uh, in um, in Congress. It's now a law and it's an official holiday. Yeah, that it will continue. Yep, they wrote the bill. They, they signed the bill today. Um, they signed the bill and sent it off, and it is now law. Yes, and I'm so you know? happy about it. And it's a, and it's been overdue. You know, it's way overdue. Way well, overdue. I proposed this conversation I was having earlier today that it ain't it, it's I think they should do uh Cinco de Mayo. Hold on. Yeah. Now my wife is beeping me. I think they should do Cinco de Mayo. Uh-huh. Oh, that's my my daughter. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah. I think they should do I'm in the middle That's of a podcast right now. I will hit you right back. <laughs> yeah, that's Nova. She hit me on my watch. But anyway. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> technology. Yeah, she asking about DJ. Now. About who? Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're talking about girl stuff. That's Ashley. Yeah, so, um,. I was saying, you know, they should do every holiday. They should do every holiday. Every every race should have, you know, their special day. You know, the Holocaust yes. should have an off. You know, I make that legal. They should make Cinco de Mayo, Kwanzaa, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, what else? Um, whatever the extra holidays, you know. And, you know, yep. give everybody their day to celebrate because... You know, it ain't just black people that, you know, struggled through situations in the in America. Shoot, Mexicans too, uh, Asians, yeah. um, you know, all races. Everybody should have all their races. day. Right. Everybody should have I agree with that. 100%. I think it should be something that should be talked about or whatever. Oh, yeah. And whatever. I just, everybody I, should have their day. Right. I just, I, I just think it should be... Um, equal all the way across the board even the LBGTQ they should have their pride day or whatever which everybody yeah. celebrates but it should be a national holiday as well or whatever I don't see I, nothing I, wrong I, with that I now, remember when I lived in New York right they and I used to they used to have the um the gay parade right, right? I don't know what they're calling it now but back then it was called the gay parade pride man let me tell you I enjoyed myself with it Right. Whenever I was able to go, if mm-hmm. I wasn't working, I went 
and I enjoyed myself. Right. And everybody, that was the, the biggest parade in New York City. Right. Because they had the, the, um, the Caribbean Festival, they had the Puerto Rican um, Parade, they had a Caribbean Parade, they had um, a couple other parades, but that one was the best as far as I was concerned. The costumes, the the hairstyles, the, the ev- I mean, everything was really nice. Everything was really nice. And it's, you were, you really enjoy yourself with them. Right. You really do. Because, I mean, they, they dance, they flirt, they do all kind of craziness. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it was, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I've, so, I've never been, but I've heard stories and I've seen videos and even the videos and the stuff that I have seen, it looks fun. You, the videos don't do it justice. You right. have to go just to one. Right. It will blow your mind. Right. Because they, they, I don't, um, the COVID kind of shut everything down. So I don't know if they'll, when they'll ever start those um, parades back up again. Right. But the, um, one, the one, uh, um, the gay parade was in Manhattan, and the um, the Caribbean one was in Brooklyn. So, right. the, whenever they open them up again, if you ever get the chance to go to any one of them, go right. because talking about it and seeing it is two different things. Seeing right. a video, you get to see the video, but it's almost like watching TV. Right. But when you're there, oh my God! And one. I mean, literally, you're laughing at one thing, then something else kick off, and you start laughing about this, and then something else kick off, and then they're dancing off to the side of the street, then they're dancing down here. Um, it's it's one big party. Right. One big party. Right. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And the LP... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if anybody ever got a chance to go, go check it out for yourself. Don't... Let the um, don't let fear, don't let discrimination, don't let any negativity get in the way. Go check it out for yourself. It is, it is some, it's one, I would say it's one of the, what it could be one of the seven great wonders of the world, right? It is that good. Oh, wow, and that's just, and that's just me as an artist, right? Right, you know. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So, I, I definitely will check that out if I ever get an opportunity to. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm trying to remember when they do it, but um, if anybody out there remembers, they can hit you up and let you know. Right, right. And not just hit you up when they do it, but if they're going to do it again. Yeah, you understand? But it, it's a it's a party that starts. I want to say like from six until. Oh wow! Literally. Yeah, it, 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 um, I'm trying to remember when I went there, it was like 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and there's still coming, people coming up the parade. Right. You know? Yeah, so, it's it's, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. And it's fun to party with the LBGTQ, because they know how to have fun. Like, no joke. Oh, yeah. They know how to have fun. Oh, yeah. Now there are some, there are a few people that you know they do too much, but you know yeah. overall 
that's any that's any culture. You got bad, culture. you got bad apples in a bunch. But I mean, Every overall, man, it, it's just fun. I used to go. I went to college when I was in college. Um, I had a friend of mine and whatever. Um, he was a gay dude or whatever. But man. I used to love hanging with him. He used to have me crying. His silly self would be tripping. I'd be like, man, do you ever have a chill button? He was like, no, I have no chill. No, they don't. <laughs> he would just have me cracking up. I could never focus in school, well, in class, because he would say some craziness to the teacher, and she'd just be laughing. I'd be like, man, this boy here is a hot mess. Yeah. But, you know. And he never they made not, no one feel uncomfortable. It was just all love, you know? It's all love, yeah. Right. They know how to have fun. For sure. And like I said, you will enjoy yourself. Because um, I've been around a couple of them, hanging out with them. And let me tell you, you don't stop laughing. Right. They, they can rank on each other like from year to yesteryear. And you laugh your behind off. It is so funny. And they end up and the stuff that they come up with, it's like you never would have thought about that. Right. You know? It, it, they, I mean, they are a lot of fun. They really are. Right, right. So let's get they on really the are. subject of PTSD. Okay. So, um, All right. so I guess the first thing about PTSD is how do you recognize it? Like, okay. how would you recognize that you might have PTSD or if you're going through PTSD? You know, would it be something you're going through or you have? All right. Uh, give me one second. Okay. I'm going to pull something up and read it to you in a minute.
say veterans, it's not also veterans. Again, like I said before, you're talking about people that were natural disasters, car accidents, and sexual abuse. Right. But this, but this email is um, basically toward vets. Right. So um, PTSD can be negatively impacted, impact a veteran's overall health and well-being, and trigger other mental health disorders like anxiety, depression, sleep problems, anger, substance abuse, and even suicide. Yep. Okay, because of this, the VA makes it a public health priority to raise awareness of PTSD to everyone known known there is help Know, know that there is help available and treatment that works, right? right? And then they and then they go by giving you the, a, a website. So, back to your question. Right. What was it again? When it, um, like when it comes to PTSD, mm-hmm. how do you recognize that you could have it? Or, well, in this case, I guess you would be. Uh, a victim to it, I guess. Okay. Would that be right. the right terminology to say? Yeah. But how do you know you you have it? Well, I guess there. Um, once you go through a traumatic situation, it's possible. But there are people that know don't know that they have a mental illness until you know. It's too late. Right. Because you're not going to yeah. be self-aware of your mental illness because you don't physically see that there's a problem. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Now, um, I got back from overseas, and a, a friend of mine, we were both in the Navy together, and he basically told me to go get checked out. Right. And I said, nah, because military guys, we, we, we're too proud. We ain't sick. We ain't going to be sick. We ain't trying to get sick. Right. You understand? Right. We got this. Even, I mean, even now, it's like people say, oh, you have this, you have that. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever. That's what you say. But I don't feel sick and I'm perfectly fine. You understand? Show me on paper or show me the results, that kind of thing. Why is that? So it's, it's, it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. Right. We have we we are geared to fight, protect, and always be ready to take go on the next mission. Right. Okay. You can't go on a mission if you're sick. You can't go on a mission if you're not healthy. Right. You can't go on a mission if you're not ready. You understand? Right. And to to, to for us to be trained over and over and over for days, years, months, etc., to go to do a mission and then to take us off the mission because you're sick, you got PTSD, you're this, you're that, you're the other. It kills your drive, it kills your momentum. Yeah, because it seemed like you did all of that for no reason. For no reason, exactly. So, like I was saying, um, for years, I had a buddy of mine was telling me, yo, you need go 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 get it checked out. Go get checked out. He was asking me questions, and because he got he got himself checked out, right. and again 
he was told by another buddy of his, who was told by another buddy of his, who was told by, so it was, it's kind of like a chain reaction. Right. Vets listen to vets, military guys listen to military guys, we don't really listen to anybody else. Right. You understand? So if you had came up to me and said, you know what, I think you got PTSD, I would tell you to go suck eggs. Seriously, because unless unless another vet was to tell me, dude, I think you might have a touch of it, I would not take it seriously. Right. You understand? Right. So when he he was insistent, then one day he called me and he said, "Yo, B, do you have this?" And I said, "Yeah." Do you sleep at night? I said, "No." He said, "Do you wake up and um, sweat?" I said, "Yeah." He said. Do you, are you jumpy? Do you like when people are behind you? He was asking me all these different kind of questions and every single answer was yes. Then he said, you need to go get checked out. Seriously, do it for me, go get checked out. So I did. And when I got checked out, the first time I got checked out, my very first time I got checked out, um, I was diagnosed with 30% PTSD. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was diagnosed with 30% PT. Hold on a second. Sorry, folks. That's the wife. Yeah. When the wife calls, yeah. you, you got to answer. You got to answer. I know it. Got I, I, I heard her whispering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard her whispering. I was like, oh, we got to hold on, y'all. That's she, the wife. She, she wanted to know if, I, if, if, it, if it was on the air. When I said yes, she, she, she was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All I hear is, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. She's so, okay, yes. So, um, yeah. So, my very first time that I went to the VA and got myself checked out, I found out that I had thirty percent of PTSD. Thirty percent of PTSD is basically um, if the best way I can explain it is this. If you had an argument with somebody on your job mm-hmm. about, it doesn't matter what it is, something really stupid, right. right? You and that person will argue and back and forth, words back and forth, back and forth, right? right. Until somebody came and stopped it, okay? Mm-hmm. 30% PTSD meant for me if I had an argument with somebody, I would tell them, we would argue back and forth, and then I would tell them basically, listen, this conversation is over. And if that person persists, I would tell them, I just said this conversation is over. And if that person persists, I would tell them the, the, the demeanor, the voice, the attitude, the if you watch the body language, everything changed. And it would be, I told you, conversation over. If that person consists a fourth time, the next thing is an ass with (laughs) 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 There is no, there's no conversation. It's an ass with I know people like that that don't take that, that don't even take that many times. Like Christopher Robbins. Yeah, he he might have PTSD because he ain't got no understanding. His attitude is bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> he just be the, like, the man. thing about it is, we 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 know how to control.
control ourselves. Right. You understand? So we're not, um, unless, unless the person violently come at me, then it's a straight up war attack. Right. Okay? Now, again, the scenario, like if the person was to come up and violently attack you right off the bat, y'all will fight and fight and fight until somebody breaks it up. Right. Right? Somebody violent attacks attacks me, I'm killing them. Right. Because it becomes a life of flight and uh, how's it go? Flight and flee, flee, fight or flee scenario. Right. You understand? Put you back, not, put I'm your mindset, trying. put your mindset back into combat. It's instantly within a second we right. jump right back into combat. Right. Within within seconds, and every anger, every time somebody pissed you off, every time you you got pissed off and had to hold back that anger everything opens up on that one person at one time right there is no saving you will either kill them break something the worst thing you can do is kill them the next the next second thing is break break parts of their body one two three disable them Mm -hmm. you understand yeah because of our training and stuff like that because Everybody's trained differently. Not everybody's trained to completely um, kill, but to disable, disarm, or whatever. You understand? Yeah. So everybody's trained differently. Now, the depending on the aggression, the, the aggression that comes at you, it depends on the retaliation that that person gets. Okay. Um, I remember one time. I was, I used to do security, and there was this guy making a whole lot of hoorah, and they they called me over to try to quiet him down and everything like that, and he called me a, a river cop. I laughed, I was like, okay, no problem, because I remember calling a buddy of mine the same thing years, years, years ago. So yeah. it just reminded me of what I called him, so I started laughing, right? Right. No problem. So then the guy said, "Dude, if you come near me, this is going to happen. This is going to happen." <laughs> and he said that he said, "Yo, I will beat you to a pulp." And I walked up to him, and I put my hands behind my back, and I whispered in his ears, and I basically said, "If something was to happen, or something was to kick off between you and I." I will end up going to the hospital because you're going to beat me to a pulp, but you're going to the morgue because I will kill you. Right. And I backed away and walked away from him and his whole demeanor changed. He realized that I was not joking. Right. His whole demeanor, and basically he quieted down and he walked right back inside. He called me a punk, called me a, 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 a P, the F you, this, that, and the other. But he went right back inside his house. Right. I I went back in my little buggy and I drove off and everybody was thanking me. They and people was like, "What did you say?" I was like, "I didn't say nothing to him. I just thanked him for calling me, um, or whatever, and walked away." Right. You understand? Yeah. So it the the it, you have to 
we we're we're taught to control your control yourself. Right. You understand? Because right. we have guys in the military just like us who are just as aggressive and will come at you, but because we can't attack or fight or yell, we can yell, scream, and carry on, but there's no physicalness. So we we're, we learned, especially me as a um, um, uh, uh, NCO and my subordinates, whenever they approach me, I have to learn to contain myself and not overstep my boundaries. Right. You understand? Mm-hmm. So we, we you bring that with you in the civilian side. So you learn how to control and maintain yourself. Right. Even though you would... Okay, go ahead now. Okay, so this young buck that we're talking about, right? Yeah. He has a tendency of not saying the right things or he just says things without thinking. Uh, there was one time, it was uh, four Marines, one Marine, I was the only Navy, no, it was two Marines, I was the only Navy guy and there were everybody else's army, okay? He said something out of the blue toward me, the Marine and two other army guys, the look on, now everybody was, we were all smoking except for one of the Marines, he doesn't smoke, but he was drinking. But within the matter of a second, everybody sobered up. Right. Except for him. And if I could tell you the looks that they gave him was an ass whooping. Right. Excuse my expression. Right then and there. You understand? Yeah. But nobody moved. But the looks that they gave him, that it was an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, he doesn't, we try to keep him at a distance from us. Right. He, he's the kind of guy that's walking to a club and within five seconds after he had a couple of drinks, you're fighting. Oh, uh, yeah, he's one of them guys, yeah. Yeah, he's one of them guys. He, he says the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person, and, it, and people do people misunderstand or whatever, and you're fighting. I call them so, fire starters. I don't, you, I don't care what you call them. I yeah. call them sticks. You keep your ass over there. Yeah. And you <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's like, you don't come here because... Half of the stuff, we, even when we talk to each other about stuff that we did, right. okay, he asked the most stupidest question, and it's like, dude, don't but you, you know, know? We now, you know, sometimes what may be stupid to you guys might not be stupid to him. At the okay. you know, let, let 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 me let me stop you right there. <laughs> This guy is straight up stupid. <laughs> okay, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to argue really, on that. That's because no, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I, I really do. But let me tell you, there's a there's quite a few times that we've gotten together. He has said something, and the whole demeanor changed. 
That's a good Whatever word to put comes it to his mind, he says it. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't care if he's mixed company, mixed race, mixed whatever. Whatever comes to his mind, he says And it. And uh, literally, somebody in the group gets offended. Hey. You understand? Yeah. So that, 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 the boy is straight. I, I don't, I, if, if he, if we're, if we're, whenever we're together, okay, and he comes, the conversation that we are all having might be a very good one. The minute he walks in, the conversation stops. Oh, Lord. He's that kind of a guy. The yeah. conversation stops, and we, nobody says anything. Everybody just looks at each other. And he just he'll he'll come in and start talking, and we'll nod and say yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah you're right uh huh and then we might have little conversations with ourselves but not loud enough so that he can hear us right you understand and yeah. if he does come into our conversation which he does we quickly shut it down and jump to something else or if like say there's five of us sitting there and A B and C is talking, and he's E, he's uh, A, B, C, D, E, he's E, and he comes in and into, in, into the conversation with A, B, and C. A and B will stop the conversation and talk to C, and D will just shut up and don't say a word, just say, uh huh, yeah, you're right, yeah, uh uh-huh, you're right. Have y'all asked, have y'all told him like he's very abrasive? Yeah, he has been told. You know, and that he, he might need to. You know, tone it down or, you know, because some people need to learn how to do that. Like, I'm teaching yeah. Motown. Motown is very abrasive. Like, he says things, I'll be like, Motown, my bad, man, my bad. I, sometimes I tell him I have to let him know, like, you don't have to have something to say about everything. It's okay to not have nothing to say. But he, he just grinds his gears to not have to not say nothing. He's got to have something to say. I told him sometimes I feel like you got to have the last word. No, I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> He'd be like, he's so funny, man. The thing, the thing with between you, Motown, and our guy, right, is at least Motown has something to say about something. Right. And even though this guy has something to say about something, but he butts into your conversation. He will be con- having a conversation with Joe Blow and Jay, right? And me and you will be having a conversation about something else. He would lead their conversation, jump into our conversation, and start a conversation with us about what we were talking about, and then turn it into something else, which it was like we were just saying something in passing. It really wasn't a conversation. We, he, he just said, yo, it's a nice day out there. And he said, yeah, I like the, the way the clouds look and everything like that. He seems like the type of person that's seeking approval. For everything. He want not just approval, but like acceptance from everyone. 
But the thing is, he doesn't back down to for us to accept him. Right. He's aggressive. He's aggressive in that point. Right. He jumps at things. You understand? Right. He doesn't give the the, the first the very first time I met him, I wanted to slap the shit out of him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I'm telling you. The very first, and then after that, after he left, he walked away. I told my boy, I said, "Yo, I I ain't too keen with this dude." He he was like, "Yeah, I'm still working on." It. I said, "You need to work faster." <laughs> if he's gonna hang with us, you gotta work. You gotta work fast because all of us has been into the military all together. Um. I would say close to 200 years. You put all of our years together. Okay? Wow. Yeah. And, but him, he's only been in there for maybe two years. Right. And then, and then he had to leave, I think it was for a medical reason or whatever. Right. You understand? So when you put all of our ages and all of our experience and everything that we can talk about and this and that, he, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. Right. You understand? What he should do is come in, sit down, and listen. He right. tries to infiltrate in areas that he doesn't have, he has no reason to be in. Right. You understand? Yeah. I get um, it. Go ahead. I know, I understand. But shoot, man, we're going to have to wrap this up, folks. Because uh, yes. we've been on here for a while, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you came on to talk about it because, I mean, this is definitely something that we, you know, that I feel that something that's not talked about as much and that we need to, you know, talk about and whatever. Um, send me that e- the uh, the email. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to put the PTSD hot uh, hotline number in the description and whatever. I want you guys to still pray for my Christopher Robbins because he lost his father. Uh, a couple of days um, ago, and um, um, send my condolences. Yes, sir. I would definitely do that, and whatever. Um, we also know that the um, the eviction ba- uh, band has been lifted, so a lot of people are being are going to start getting evicted from their homes, and that's just something wow. that's yeah, it's crazy. That's something else that um, I wanted to talk about, but we'll probably talk about that on a later date. But what we are doing is um, the Unpacking Podcast Cash App. I'll put it in the description. If you guys want to donate money, we're going to take that proceeds to help some of the families that might need help paying some of their bills so that way they can stay in their homes. And we're going to try to figure out uh, the best way to go about doing that and whatever. So um, right now, we're just trying to put some money up so we can you know help some people because I know a couple of people around here that are being affected by that uh that band being lifted however if people because now I'm not going to say that everybody's doing it but people that blew through all that money and they wasn't handling their business man we're not going to send any donations to those people because you know Y'all was being frivolous, but for the people that was really, really out here trying to make it and they were just struggling and the times just got too hard because of the pandemic, let us know yeah. so we can put the donation in their accounts 
and send it to them and whatever the case we need proof that you know this is that it's real because I don't want to be just donating money to people and we're not a hundred percent sure on whatever but right now we're just kind of getting some money together so we can give back to the community and help people that are affected by this uh, eviction ban yeah so if you guys like what we got going on and what we said I appreciate it. If you guys didn't like it, that's cool too. We appreciate that as well. This is the Unpacking Podcast today, and we have unpacked. Amen on that. All right, folks, we're back. We're back. We're back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, like I was saying, um, you have to learn. We learn, you learn to control yourself. Now, to go to um, uh, help to find out. Once you realize that you have it, or you might have it, then you go and get help. And the help is the group that we go to. We I go to group every Monday. Right. And well, since the since the the, the COVID, we've been doing it online. Right. But we go to group, and we basically talk about what happened to us between last Monday and this Monday. If anything good, anything bad, um, anybody pissed us off, did we do this, did we do that, what did we do, how did we do it? And then somebody will say, well, you know, you shouldn't have done this, you could have done this, you know, take a step back, look at what could have happened, this, that, and the other. And then, so we kind of feel comfortable talking amongst each other right. because it's one vet talking to another vet. Right. I can talk to another vet and say certain things and they will pick up on it one, two, three. Right. I say something to somebody else, they want me to explain it. And then when you try to tell them, listen, I really can't explain it to you. You just have to take my word for it or just use your imagination. Well, no, I really want you to tell me exactly what would you do in a scenario? I don't want to tell you. Now, they're making you angry. They're putting you in a place where you don't want to be. Right. Because you're reliving something that you really don't want to relive, which is going to trigger your anger, trigger your frustration, trigger your uh, vengeance, your your whole demeanor starts to change. Yeah. So even as you start telling the story because they're insistent, they can see something and hear something that they don't like. Right. So instead of them seeing a gentle giant, now they see David and Goliath. They right. see Goliath and the David and Goliath. You understand? Mm-hmm. Now they see a monster where the gentle giant once was there. And then they start looking at you different. So we try not to... We t- When we talk about certain things, we laugh. We joke about it. That's our relief. Relief. Right. That's a release. We talk about it. We release it. We we will laugh about it, and then you can say, "How you gonna laugh about killing somebody?" Is is just the way the person died, and it's just funny. And then, but the another vet will say, "Yeah, yeah, I kind of see that." But somebody else would be like, "Well, I don't see the that being funny." Now you're now you're putting yourself someplace behind. The, the eight ball with us because right. then we start like yo 
yo, I don't want to explain it to you. Just, it was a joke. End it. Walk away. Right. Conversation's over. And see, y'all are trained to kill. So, your mindset is a little, the way you guys look at things is a little different than a civilian would look at things. Oh, yeah. For sure. Very differently. For sure. So, like. Very differently. When y'all, okay, so the therapy, you know, the when y'all have your conversations and stuff, it helps you just get a lot of that off of your chest. Because I guess yes. I'm assuming that, you know, not talking about it makes it harder to deal with. And yes, it does. And some cases are a lot worse than others, right? Yes, it is. And um, I'll be like, even when you, so when you see the PTSD, uh, act on TV and whatever and how they make it seem is it really like that how they make it seem when you be dreaming about being in the war you wake up and everything like that well okay a lot of that stuff is true right I, me and my wife we was driving down the road one day okay uh-huh. and a smell hit me and for a couple of seconds, I was not in the car with my wife. Right. I was back in the desert. Right. For a couple of seconds, I saw the people, I saw the landscape, I saw the smell, I saw the, the, the desert, I saw everything right. for a couple of seconds. So, yeah, the, the, the flashbacks, that they do happen. That's cool. It's not controllable. It's something. Me and you could be talking. We could be on the phone talking. You could say something that reminded me of a brother of mine that said something back in the desert. And I start laughing. And you're like, well, what's laughing at? And I'm like, no, don't worry about it. It's just something I just remember. Right. You understand? Right. And the, 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 the whole, me and you, we'd be talking on the phone. But I'm back in the desert talking to my buddy and listening to what he had to say. Because you said exactly the same thing in the same manner or with the same voice or something. And it triggered something that quick. Right. As soon as it triggers, it releases. It comes and goes. It doesn't stay. Right. Depending on the depth. Sometimes, like one time I was driving and some guy cut me off, cut me off, literally cut me off right and my instinct was to chase him right you understand Mm -hmm. my wife she has to stop me but the anger that I didn't get a chance to to do something stayed with me for the rest of the day right you understand so I have to watch myself so that that anger doesn't come off on somebody else you understand? Yeah, definitely. So it, it it's it's for us it's a non it's nonstop. It's nonstop. That's why you get vets that don't leave a house. They don't. We, you, if you ever talk to any vet, a lot of them would say, "I would rather just stay home." It's not because we prefer to stay home. It's because we don't want to deal with the stupidity that is out there. Right. You don't want to end up doing something that will trigger something and then you have to come back home real quick. Right, because you do have, I, I, I definitely get it, you do have people that just don't understand. 
They don't. They don't. They really don't. And then, and then, and then, yeah, now here go the trick. You have people that do understand, recognize you as a vet, and still try to trigger you off. Right. You as the vet have to see this and ignore it or shut them down really quickly or just walk away from them. Right. You understand? So we have to have a lot of self-control. And let me tell you, if you release some of the self-control that a vet has, a lot of people would be seriously hurt. A lot of people. Even if it's the smallest, the smallest little incident, people would be hurt. Because the, they, um, we, have, we have to constantly be aware of where we are, what we're doing, when we're doing it, who we're doing it with, why we're doing it, because we're doing it, the time of day it is, when when not to do, when not to do, when not to sleep, when everything. Right. We have to, and it's it's a lot. So when we come home, we're exhausted. All you want to do is sleep. Because you got a lot of thinking going on at one time. A lot of, too much, way too much. Where you wake up in the morning time and you just have to get up, say kiss your daughter, kiss your wife, go to work. You yeah. understand? We wake up in the morning time, we have to get up, kiss the daughter, kiss the wife, go to work, and then put on a a shield to block all the craziness that is coming in on us. Right. And you don't have to do that. Um, there, There is uh, um, a thing that they did um, it, it's called SUDS. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the acronym, but it basically from zero to nine, or from one to ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. One being that you just woke up in the morning, right? Two is you brush your teeth. You're getting you're you're getting ready for going to work. Three, your your your. Kiss your wife, you're getting ready to leave out the house. Okay? Mm-hmm. For, for the way I explain things to some people to try to make them understand it is this. Okay. On the civilian side, one, again, like I said, you just woke up. Right. Two, you, um, brush your teeth, get something to eat. Three, you kiss your wife. Four, you're walking out the door, starting your car, thinking about the traffic and what roads to take, this, that, and the other. Five, you're getting upset because somebody cut you off and then now you're getting late for work. And six, your boss throws, you get at, you get to the job, you got to the job right on time, but your boss drops all this information on you and you find yourself working for three days in one hour. Right? right? Yeah. Okay. A lot of vets, when we wake up, in the morning, we wake up at a five. Oh wow! <laughs> that's crazy. Well, now I want to say that's probably the wrong term. That's just wild. It is. No, it is. It is. It's crazy. It's wild. It's. It's like it. It blows your mind. A lot of things when we wake up in the because when we sleep, sometimes we have nightmares. Right. So in our nightmares, we are fighting. We're at war. Something is happening. So 
somebody did something to us yesterday and so we're dreaming about that. So when we wake up, we wake up at a five. Some guys wake up at a seven. Right. So if you spit the wrong way, they're ready to put put your put their foot up your butt. Right. You understand? So even with even with vets amongst each other, we have to be careful with um, we have like when we just meet yo dude how you doing how, how you feeling you okay you upset what's wrong something wrong well, let's, let's go have a beer let's talk about it right. you understand yeah. and then we know we will, we know how to calm each other down and, you know yeah, it's, and it's yeah. good it's like a brotherhood it's good you know because some, some people even in real in, a, in civilian life it's no different than you hanging out with your friends you know, you just got your exactly. specific group of people that you just hang with that understands you and your realm. Exactly. You know, and I guess when I guess it's the same, when, it's, when, it's when the same thing with, with the police force, <laughs> the fire department, right? Um, anybody that works in that kind of environment, right? It's the same deal. They stick together, and then they de-escalate, and then they go home. Right. It makes you sense. Know? It makes sense. So it's like when you have PTSD, you're better off, you know, understanding PTSD with other people that have it as well, because then they can relate yes. to what you're going through. You know, exactly. And that's in anything in itself, because even with uh, my daughter being autistic, like nobody understands what we go through because. Their kids are not autistic. And then when exactly. you get around other kids that are autistic, the parents and all them, we not understand completely. We be like, man, yeah. yep. I try to have this conversation with other people and it was like it just they just they just kinda don't understand. And they were like, Man, I they know. don't understand. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they really don't and, know, and man. They go, they go, the conversation just goes right over their head. Right. But when you but when you're talking to somebody else who has a child that is autistic you can say something and they laugh about it because they understand. They completely understand. You understand? Mm-hmm. So it's it's the it's the same thing in any people with any kind of um, camaraderie. Right. It's the same thing. The only reason why it came out with mostly I think it came out with with uh, military guys is because of the the violence, the suicides, the. Uh, the killing of other people for no reason. You understand the right. anger, the, the anger, the frustration, the the, the everything. So, um, someone with the military, where if someone was um, abuse of uh, verbally or physically abused, they will get they will under they understand being abused. They understand being verbally abused. Right. A vet can understand the verbal abuse and being abused. You understand because that happens to us on a daily basis. Right. We get yelled. We get yelled at somebody else's screw up. But but charge. I didn't do it. I don't care. You was there. You're involved. You did it. Right. You understand? You, him, <laughs> you understand? Yeah. But, but 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 with us, it's one step further. We not only understand. The um the abuse of being yelled at and being verbally yelled at, we understand um, a police officer who got 
got shot at in the line of duty or who got shot in the line of duty right. or who witnessed someone who got shot in the line of duty. You understand? Yeah. So we understand that too. Right. You understand? Fire department. We understand losing someone in a fire. We understand rescuing people, how it feels to rescue people because we did that too. Right. So where you will have different entities doing different things the military get every single thing at one time. Right. You understand? So, where if um, when you are when you get uh, in one day, I I used to to tell some of the guys, some of the people, some of my civilians um, when I used to work, right? Yeah. I used to tell them I used to do things in one day, right? Uh, that you guys have not even done in five years. Yep. You know, just and just giving an example. You know, one in one year I I learned how to drive umpteen different vehicles. I learned how to train some so many people on these vehicles. Right? right? And you take somebody with my experience and you put them on the civilian side and they're still a trainee. Right. Where I already experienced, I could train you on that. You know how many jobs that I went to and I had to keep my mouth shut because I listened to what they have to say and I, on my inside, I'm laughing because I'm like, you're doing it wrong, but I can't say nothing. I'm, just, I'm still your trainee. Right. So as long as I'm your trainee, I'm stupid and I don't know nothing. Right. But in the but, but we're, I'm laughing at you because I know what you're doing is wrong. Right. You understand? Because I've been trained like that for umpteen years. But we have to step we have, I gotta take a step back. So it's um it's a lot it's a lot of it's a lot of to process. It's a lot to understand. The best thing I can say is take us take us as we are. Right. Ask questions, but don't over ask the question. If you ask a question and the guy and the veteran says, "Yeah, this, this, this," but I don't want to talk about it right now, end the conversation. Talk about something else. Right. Don't persist because all you're doing is you're pushing, you're pushing, you're making that vet not want to be bothered with you ever again right. because they know that you're going to ask them a stupid question. Right. You understand? Right. Eventually, the story will come out. It might come out as a joke. Take it as a joke, even though it's very serious. Right. But for the vet, it's a joke. Right. But don't take it to heart as a civilian. Just listen to the story and just say, wow, I did not know you had to go to that. And it will make the vet feel more comfortable talking to you. Right. You understand? Yes, sir. Um, when when um, you ask the question of how a vet knows or how somebody knows that they might have PTSD, I read I read some of it some of it to you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you anxious with your your um. You ever heard the story of the the, the back of your hair stands up? When, when danger's near, oh yeah, you feel yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's something you feel. Okay. If um, you could, I could walk into a room. I walk. I can walk into any room, a restaurant, or anything. I have to stop myself from looking around. I have to look either underground, or if I have my granddaughter with me, I have to hold her hand. Or if somebody's there with me, I have to talk to them or pay attention to the person in front of me. I have to stop myself from looking around the room because why is that? Is the same thing with a scenario with a cop. A cop does the same thing. They're looking for danger. They're looking for the first exit. They're looking for the fire the fire extinguishers. They're looking for who might want who might be drunk to be to trigger something. You understand? We're looking yeah. for these things. So you you have to stop yourself from doing that. Scanning a room. Or you will not Yeah, we scan a room real quick. I can scan a room real quick. In a in a in a blink of an eye, I can scan a room. Right. You understand? Uh, cops, CIA, FBI, um, people like Ed, like you, you saw the movie, the, 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 the TV show, NCIS? Yeah. They're, they're the same way. They are the same way. Right. Because a lot of them are ex-cops, ex-CIA, uh, military, et cetera, et cetera. So they're the same way. You, you, you cannot, you have to stop yourself from doing it. I, I went, I went to a, a club back in the day. I went to a club on in um in, on a civilian club, okay. And this guy walked in, and the minute he walked in, and I looked at him, and I'm like, "Yo, this guy is up to something." Right. And sure enough, he he walked right over to a girl, pulled out uh, a a stick, and smacked upside the head with it. Damn. And it was like, "Are you serious?" And me and my buddy were both military. We both sat there while everybody else was screaming and hollering and running out of the place. And me and my buddy sat there with our drinks and just drank and watched them. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't move. We just, the, the bartender had to act like we was okay. We were like, yeah, we're cool. Just give us another beer. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we did not move. We didn't panic. We just watched the scenario. Right. If it had went out of hand, then we more than likely we probably would have stepped in. Right. But the girl, the guy left, and the girl walked out right after him, and it was really stupid. Right. You understand? So it it it's 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 just a lot, a lot of stuff that is that goes through our minds. Right. A lot of stuff that we have to pick apart, ignore, to just to stimulate. You know, that's why. Um, um, some of us have hobbies. Some guys work with wood. I write. Some guys do go to the um, the gun shop. Some guys shoot. Some guys drink. Some guys smoke weed. Some guys do other drugs. Right. And, 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 and people might say, "Oh man, y'all should be smoking weed." Yeah, we should. Because it calms us down. Right. And that's what you want to do. Calm us down. For real. <laughs> Absolutely. You want, you want us calm. <laughs> you Tell don't me. want us hyper. <laughs> you understand? I definitely you want get it. Us calm. Go ahead. 
But I mean, man, it's, it's good to, you know, to talk about this, you know, and if people are going through, you know, PTSD, you know, I'm going to put the hotline number in there so you guys can uh, reach out to them. If you know someone, oh, yeah. just talk to them. Oh, yeah. Just talk to them. And just talk to them. Because, again, I, as, if someone is uh, sexual abuse, I can look at the person and know something is wrong. Listen right. to them for the first couple of conversations, and I can tell you exactly what the problem is. Right. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, talk talk to them like you said talk to them i will i can send you some uh the website that i have here and you can put it on your podcast as well okay yeah some events and everything like that you know yeah and 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 to let and to let people know too right sexual abuse is not only on the civilian side it does happen in the military right. military girls women have been raped okay um people have been verbally uh, physically abuse you understand mm-hmm. so it's not this not just on the civilian side this happens it happens in the military as well yep. we just don't talk about it yep that's, that's true the, too that's the difference we don't talk about it it's like the the police code if a cop does something wrong you don't tell nobody you just shut them down and send them someplace else right you understand? And, and, that's, and that's not good neither because then that person goes no. somewhere else to create and, and does the exact same thing. All over again. Yep. Exactly. So exactly. it's like putting a Band-Aid on a, on a long-term problem. Exactly. Well, I mean, again, one of the things that um, some of the, some, a lot of military guys, we can see the bad apples. Right. We have... Like in, in our group, we have a we have a bunch of guys that get together every so often, right? Right. And there's this new there's this new buck, and he's in the army. Or he was in the army, but he 